Life's too short. Life's too damn short. With your fun fitness friend, Melanie Cole, MS. Well, you all know that I love my wine. And you know what? Wine is not as bad as you might think because there's a magical little bit of wine that is something you can really use to help get healthy. And my guest today, Dr. John Higgins, sports cardiologist for the University of Texas Health Science Center in Houston. Welcome to the show, Dr. Higgins. You know I love wine. And magical resveratrol. Yeah, I know you do too. And you're a cardiologist. So tell us about resveratrol and what does it do to help our hearts? Oh, sure, uh, Melanie. Well, resveratrol belongs to a group of, a larger group of chemicals called polyphenols. And it has a lot of really cool antioxidant effects. It has been, it's found in things like uh, purple grapes, blueberries, cranberries, mulberries, peanuts, even dark chocolate. So there, there are a lot of places you can get it, and it looks like it has really good effects, antioxidant effects and anti-inflammatory effects, which they think are the reason why it will help to help heart health as well as reduce cancers, because we know that inflammation as well as the uh, uh, oxidation and, and uh, other effects are important in promoting and and producing those conditions. Well, sure. So we're talking about red wine. Does white wine have resveratrol in it? And I also learned, Dr. Higgins, that champagne has resveratrol in it because it's made with red grapes. Yes, yes. No, that's a good point, Melanie. Yeah, the white wine in general does not have uh, uh, any, uh, you know, resveratrol, or it might have a little bit, depending on the particular blend. But Champagne, you're right, because uh, Pinot Noir and several of the other red wines are actually, red grapes are used to make champagne. So you can definitely get your, your boost if you don't like red wine. You can get your boost from a little bit of champagne. But we, we definitely recommend the, the Pinots, you know, the Shiraz, the, the Merlots, or, or some of the blends, the red blends, as well as, as, as we mentioned, you know, looking into the berries, the various berries, like the blueberries, raspberries, mulberries, and the dark chocolate. But remember, at least 70% or higher cocoa and about 40 grams, which is about uh, just under about a half of a block of chocolate that you can get at the store. Well, so now people think, you know, if a little's good, a lot must be better. And so, you know, wine, and we have a lot of alcoholism in this country, and yeah. I myself am, you know, somebody who I, I do know when to stop, and I have a feeling when I stop, and I and I get tired, so I can't drink that much anyway. I'm a pretty cheap date. But some people think that a little is good, and more must be better, and that includes Dr. Higgins' chocolate and wine. What do you tell them about moderation? Well, I, I think it's... You know, it's important, Melanie, to, you know, and and this also is a question I get sometimes, Melanie. People will say, well, if I don't eat it, you know, or drink during the week, can I kind of like make up for it on the weekend and have like, you know, five to seven glasses of wine, uh, you know, over the weekend instead of a glass each day? And and the answer is no, because we know that um, two factors are at work here, Melanie. One is that you're going to be getting the anti-inflammatory effect for a number of hours, you know, and the, and the uh, or for maybe up to about half the day, depending on, on the particular thing you're doing. So what we recommend is that, you know, you want to get a little bit and have an exposure for a longer period of time. If you do it all just on one day, you're not going to be getting the beneficial effects throughout the week. And secondly is the calories 
uh, uh, you have to think about, Melanie, and burning those calories off. So if you're going to have a, a glass of wine, you're talking about, you know, around 150 calories or, or a, uh, you know, the chocolate or, or other things. So if you do those, spread it out throughout the week, it will help your nutrition and diet and also help you get your workouts in. Whereas if you do it all stacked up at one time, then you're more likely to not burn all of the calories that you've taken in and then that will be converted, you know, to fat, and that's not a good thing. So, uh, uh, you know, some a little is good. Um, you know, none is, is not as good as a little, but too much can have some negative effects. And, and then you also get the other things, Melanie, you know, weight gain, more likely to get uh, issues with blood sugar levels and, and gaining, uh, uh, gaining weight, as we mentioned, and, and also not being able to function either because, you know, someone who is having that much uh, wine in one session, you know, we don't recommend that they be uh, exercising or, or doing some, you know, some type of workouts because it could potentially, you could injure yourself. Now, some people are talking about the the red wine pill, Dr. Higgins, so yes. that ways to get, and we've seen supplements, I mean, there's so many supplements on the market, it's really dizzying, but we've seen that resveratrol has been in supplements, and now they're talking about this this wonder chemical and the magic pill, the resveratrol pill. So what do you think of that? And does it really well, live up to its hype yet? Yeah, I think we, uh, the answer is we don't know yet, Melanie, there are, uh, that you know, Resveratrol, you can buy it now in terms of capsules. It's mainly classified as a you know a food supplement, and so it is not under the stringent requirements that other drugs are by the Food and Drug Administration. That is proving that they're uh, they they are efficacious. So we don't have that information yet uh, to a large extent with large trials. However, you know the idea is that they are trying to get the beneficial part of the red wine or or the you know the berries and kind of concentrate it so you can take it as a capsule. I can tell you in the past uh, Melanie that m- many times when they've tried to do this with various things that they found that were kind of beneficial uh, by looking at you know what people are eating in their diet, oftentimes it just hasn't translated over to taking you know trying to concentrate and give them just that one thing and I I think that it has to do with the fact that producing it and and getting you know distilling it and get it, getting the actual ingredient out of uh, of the substance in the first place can require processes that can sometimes affect the ability of that substance to have its beneficial effects and secondly you know oftentimes there are other things in the particular ingredient uh, you know in addition to the particular ingredient in the in the food or the beverage that someone is taking that might actually be also having beneficial effects. Like, for example, you know, we know uh, that some of these materials have high, are high in fiber, which we know helps the cholesterol. There's also alcohol, for example, in red wine, which we know has beneficial effects on the cardiovascular system and the vascular system. So, you know, I think we it's it still needs to be proven that those are uh, as good and you can do those as a substitution. But right now we don't have large studies See, I think that's what people are waiting for, because also the cancer-related effects, the anti-aging effects, there's so much, you know, besides the cardiovascular effects that we've been talking about on cholesterol and such, but, you know, now they're looking into 
the antioxidant and the properties for cancer related, but these things haven't really been done yet, have they? Not yeah, yet. Yeah, you're exactly right, Melanie. It's gonna, and it does take a long time and, and also a large number of people, and, and you've got to follow them over time. But as you mentioned, you know, there are definitely other benefits, you know, besides the cardiovascular and the cancer protection. I mean, there's been uh, some studies showing that uh, resveratrol improves eyesight. It reduces the chance of you getting um, Alzheimer's disease, uh, it improves your mental sharpness, as well as improving your endurance. And and the, this study that came out uh, earlier this year actually looked at wh- how it might improve your endurance when you're out exercising, Melanie. Wow, that's pretty cool. So now, are we talking about like the night before? Sign me up for any of these clinical trials, Dr. Higgins. I'm willing to get in the clinical trials, drink a lot of red wine, and then they can look at and and make sure I didn't get cancer and that I've got good cardiovascular and that I'm not aging. So they could do all (laughs) those things. But when you talk about endurance, how is that helping us with our exercise capabilities or our exercise ability as far as our endurance? Are you talking like VO2 max, oxygen consumption? What are you talking about? Well, actually, talking about probably all of those things, Melanie, the, the idea being that, you know, we know for endurance, the most important fibers, muscle fibers, are the slow twitch fibers. You know, for so someone who wants to go out and do their aerobic activity over a longer period of time, you know, for example, uh, an hour or more, we know that it's really important to have those slow twitch fibers working. And the more of those you have, you know, the more likely in in the muscles that you're using, the more likely you are going to be able to go for longer. And and what was interesting in in this study, now this was performed on rhesus monkeys, but we again, we know that these uh, things that they've tested in these monkeys do tend to parallel humans a lot because, you know, we're, uh, you know, we're, we're closer to the monkeys than you think. Um, uh, certainly some of our politicians, I think, are too. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, you uh, know it. Yeah, but uh, anyway, Melanie, they... Um, they do uh, what they did is they uh, interestingly they had one group with the resveratrol supplement, so they did actually use a supplement in in this particular study, and then the other group didn't. And they what they found, and this was uh, this study uh, occurred over months, and what they found was interestingly that the monkeys that received the resveratrol over time and they had them you know doing a little bit of exercise each day over time they developed more of the slow twitch fibers than the fast twitch fibers or they um, in muscles that were normally you know under certain exercises that would kind of convert more to the fast twitch fibers they would uh, stay as the slow twitch fibers so and and this was regardless of diet in fact they even uh, used a high-fat, high-sugar diet, which we know will often help to convert the muscles to more of a fast twitch, which will kind of help burn that high-sugar and high-fat. And this actually s- tended to resist that. So their 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 conclusions were that likely that the resveratrol has some really beneficial effect in terms of promoting those slow-twitch fiber muscles fibers, and which will ultimately allow you to to go further and go longer. And, and we cool. know that aerobic and, and endurance exercise is the most beneficial for uh, the cardiovascular function and, and prevention. Although, again, we as, as cardiologists do recommend to our patients to also you know, do at least a few days of the week doing resistance training because we know that's beneficial as well and that can help to kind of 
prevent injury. Of course, and it all goes together. And just like we yeah. women see in those Facebook posts, there's the woman doing push-ups and somebody's feeding her wine. So she goes down, sips wine out of a straw <laughs> yes. and does another push-up that, that way. And then there's also yeah. the one on the treadmill that's like the rabbit with the carrot in front. Yes. And it's the bottle of wine and the woman is running on the treadmill <laughs> towards that bottle of wine. So we know that now resveratrol is good for us. It's good for cardiovascular. It can be good for anti aging. It can be good for cancer-related effects. So many things. But as Dr. Higgins said, we absolutely have to use it in moderation, but we can look to other things as well, including chocolate. So chocolate and wine, ladies, that's what we can do. I'm in. Sign me up. I'm all over the clinical trials to make sure that it's proven. Thank you so much, Dr. Higgins, for being with us today. Of course, you are one of our fan favorites, and you're listening to Life's Too Short. It's much too short, and we have to make the most of it. This is Melanie Cole right here on Radio MD. Be sure and subscribe to us on iTunes. Rate and review because that way like-minded people get involved. Thanks for listening and stay well.